Hey folks, welcome back to Pocket Counselor. It's your host, Mike Robb, and I've got a pretty jam-packed show today. A lot of things to talk to you about. Uh, first of all, I hope everyone is staying safe in the midst of COVID. Uh, I'm curious if you're getting out more. I find that where I live, people are Definitely getting out a little bit more, but uh, thankfully, I would say that I see a lot of masks being worn, and uh, overall, it seems pretty safe, and uh, things seem to be okay. So, also not that this has anything to do with the show at all, but I did get my flu shot today, and I think this year... If you regularly get a flu shot, definitely think about it uh, this year. It sure seems like a uh, extra safety precaution that we could probably all use. So, I would like to start out today with a little quote from Brene Brown, who's a, um, a leader in a lot of areas. Uh, but especially empathy and courage, vulnerability. She has a lot of fantastic content on YouTube, pretty much anywhere you can look for her. I saw this quote today, and it really made me think of the therapeutic process quite a bit. So here's the quote from Brene Brown. Vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up when you can't control the outcome. So I'd like you to think a little bit about that, especially as it relates to therapy. So a lot of times we really can't control the outcome with therapy, right? We try, we try to fix ourselves. But we can't always control others. And a lot of times that's what you really want to come to therapy for, right? If only my boss were different or my partner were different, then I'd be okay. And in reality, we can't control others uh, to the degree to which we would probably like to, right? And I think that just having the courage to show up is uh, the most important part of therapy. So if you do go to therapy currently, I admire that courage that you have. And if you don't go to therapy currently, think about that vulnerability of showing up and giving it your best shot, even though you can't control those around you. It'd be interesting to see what you learn. So, with that said, here's a couple of little news items that I found this week that are kind of interesting. So, antidepressants, uh, this is from Medscape, 
are showing gender and racial disparities. What do they mean by this? Women are more than twice as likely as men to use antidepressants. And use among white women is at least double that of other races and ethnicities, according to the newest analysis from the National Center for Health Statistics. So why do you think this would be? I would, I would suggest that perhaps because of cultural conditioning and society, the women are perhaps maybe more, uh, I wouldn't say comfortable, but more willing to describe feelings of sadness. I wonder if a lot of men are uncomfortable expressing that sadness or feel like they can't or feel as though they, uh, you know, will be, quote, less of a, a guy if they uh, do that. But then the part that really kind of um, struck me is that there's even a racial and ethnicity disparity, which is kind of interesting. I wonder if that's because of um, systemic bias or what could be causing that. I wonder. I wonder if it's even just... um, well, not just, but if the answer is as simple as uh, access to certain health care, especially mental health care, uh, that'd be interesting. I don't know. I don't have these answers. Um, and the article lists those amongst other things as possibly being the case. So, something to think about. Uh, And another thing I want to talk to you a little bit about today is I thought about COVID this week. I thought about who are the people I know who are strong and resilient in light of COVID. And for the people that I notice are handling it well, I ask myself, well, what is it about them that's leading to this? And I noticed that, you know, I, I can't get inside their head, but it seems as though their core beliefs are pretty well managed. Not to say that they don't get scared of COVID or don't worry about it, but that their core beliefs about themselves and who they are um, sort of take on the role that I'm strong, I can do what I can in this situation, Uh, you know, use the skills I have and control what I can control and don't worry excessively about what I can't control. That's something that I've noticed a lot amongst the people I know with uh, a good amount of resiliency towards this pandemic. And I think it's even more striking when you look at 
at least the people in my friend group who aren't handling it as well, I notice that there tends to be a overarching theme of um, fear over a loss of control. It just even pre-COVID, I noticed this was present. So for those people, having something like COVID would then be just even extra stress, right? And, you know, I think that with core beliefs, it's really never too early. I mean, you can start right now working on your core beliefs. What are those thoughts you have about yourself? You know, for most people, they would say, well, I'm kind, loving, and I'm horrible at math, right? But is there really evidence that you're bad at math? Is there really evidence that, okay, maybe you didn't do well in math, but does that mean you can't ever learn math? If you really buckle down and... Um, went back for a class in math, would you be literally unable to learn it? Most likely you'd be able to learn it. Sure, maybe it would take you a little bit longer. Maybe you would need some extra help. But overall, you are capable of it. I think that we all have core beliefs like that. We have core beliefs that we are proud of, things that we think we do okay or well at. And then I think we also have some core beliefs about things that we wish we could improve. This doesn't mean that for some of us, it's off balance. I'm sure we all know someone who thinks, well, I'm practically perfect in every way. And we probably know quite a few people, maybe even ourselves, who think, well, no matter what I do, I'm a failure or I'm just a bad person. So look at those core beliefs and try to see, are they healthy and balanced? Are they sort of equal? Or would you say that they're out of whack? Do you find that you're able to count up more negative core beliefs than positive? And if so, if you're finding that you have a few more negative core beliefs than positive ones, I want you to find another positive one each day this week. And unless you're just naturally gifted at listing your core beliefs, most people aren't going to be able to identify more than seven. So if you work hard at it, I should say they can't identify more than seven without working at it. So if you work at finding one positive core belief each day, you all of a sudden have more than negative. I want you to kind of think about that and see if it changes your days at all. So we'll be back next time on Pocket Counselor. Next episode, I have uh, some new updates on the newest in schizophrenia research. And also, I want to talk to you about 
since and you know don't send me hate mail fall is around the corner um dealing with seasonal affective disorder and also coping skills that you can do even if it isn't 85 and sunny out okay so this is mike rob thanks for listening to pocket counselor